0: All right, welcome back. Maloney and Florian Fitzy's in town. It is a Friday, which means it's time for our conversation with Mike Lombardi. Sponsored by Zooty. You can build any app your company needs in one week. Visit Zooty.com for details. And by Town Fair Tire, nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. Joining us on the Harbor One Hotline is the man himself in the GM Shuffle Podcast, Mike Lombardi. Mike, how you doing, man? Happy Friday.
1: I'm great. Thanks, guys. How are we doing? Good.
0: We're doing good. We're doing good. We got a big football game here tomorrow night, eight fifteen. Pat's up in Buffalo. How concerned are you for this Patriots team, given how this season finished for them right now, going into this game?
1: Well, you know, I think any playoff game, you're always concerned, right? I mean, the last time they played them, they couldn't stop them. Uh, they were one for ten on third down. Uh, they never let. They never forced uh, Josh Allen to punt. They never punted in the game and they were really, the score was kind of closer. It's 26-21 on the fourth and one, and you know, they couldn't, and they missed two tackles, and the next thing you know, the game's 33, so I think you got to be really concerned about it. I mean, it's 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 a playoff game. I think rookie quarterbacks in playoff games over the last 10 years is 0-8, so it's a challenge. I mean, it's a challenge to start a rookie quarterback, go on the road, play a really good team with a quarterback who is, you know, hasn't played well the last two weeks in the in the cold weather, but his running ability has been really the, the the key for their success. I mean, you go back and watch the Jets had 43 yards of offense in the game, and it was they but the Jets were in the game, but they scored four, they gave up 14 points in the fourth.
2: So when when I look at the Patriots defense, I feel like you know taking the quarterbacks out of it, my biggest concern would be the the Patriots defense inability to get a stop. when it matters most, you know, we just went and looked yeah. at all the games that they lost, Mike, and you know you can really point to one play. You mentioned the fourth and two, I think it was with against uh, against Buffalo and Josh Allen scramble and J.C. Jackson and Jamie Collins couldn't make the tackle. But there's plenty of those plays throughout the year.
1: Yeah, no. I hey, look Ghost, opening game. Yeah, opening game after the Damian Harris fumble. I mean, we couldn't get a stop on that drive. You know, opening drive of the Miami game two weeks ago couldn't get a stop on that drive. I mean, you know, there's concerns. I, I think, you know, there's definitely concerns. And I think that they've got to play with a more aggressive style. I mean, look, I think what was really symbolic of the last time they played them, and I said this before, they threw a, they threw a pass over by the Patriot bench to, for a, a, a really a no-gain. Duger comes up. Hightower comes up. The next thing you know, it's first and ten. You know, and, and, and Singletary just ran over both players. They didn't play at the level that you need to play in those kind of games, and the Bills did. Now, i give the Patriots a chance to, to match that level and see what they can do. You know, I think it's going to be hard and, and a very cold night. Cold doesn't really affect the the score or doesn't affect the outcome. But what does affect it is if you can't stop the other team when you need to
3: stop them. Mike, do you think Mac Jones is exhausted or do you think, forget the whole rookie wall thing that we've been hearing a ton about, do you think he has stressed himself out and the rigors of the season combined with that have kind of exhausted him because he's been making these, you know, sure, rookie mistakes, mistakes uncharacteristic of his play earlier in the season. And if so, what do the Patriots do tomorrow night to try to get him confident early? Because regardless of the conditions, your running game, how good the defense plays, you're not winning unless he makes a couple of big-time big throws tomorrow night.
1: Right. I think what they have to do is win first down. I think the key to this game is first down, and it isn't first down running. I think it's first down, gaining seven, six yards, keeping him out of, out of problems. I also think they got to play from in front. I think one of the things that creates problems, Miami game, you play from behind, you're 14-0. You, of course, he gave up seven of those points. But I don't think it's as much as he's tired or exhausted. I think it's, it's, it's you've got to be able – because he didn't look tired and exhausted against Jacksonville, right? You know, And he didn't look tired and exhausted in the second half of the Indianapolis game when they were coming back. That's another game we didn't get a stop in. So I think that, to me, you know, you've got to win first down with a rookie quarterback on the road. They've got to do a really good job of setting up first down, getting him some easy throws outside. The one thing about playing Buffalo is you know they're going to be an overfront. You know their coverages. They're going to play cover three, cover four. They're going to play some man. It's not going to be a complex system for him to navigate. Plus, it's the third time he's seen the system. It's the third time he can recognize what the safeties are doing. It's the third time he can recognize what the front's trying to do. And that gives him an advantage. And I just think they've got to go execute this plan. But I think the plan offensively and defensively has got to be where they're more aggressive.
0: Talking to Mike Lombardi. And, Mike, I want you to put your little, like player personnel hat on, right? Talent evaluator, GM. Because we're looking at Mac Jones. And, you know, the question is, you know, is he the guy? And I'm not talking about the next two or three years. I think he is. I'm talking about the next ten. Is he a second contract guy? When you look at him – is he the guy?
1: You know, I, I do. I mean, look, here's what I would say to you. Give him an offseason to get his body fit changed. Look what happened to Joe Burrow from his rookie year to his second year. Now, he got the knee injury. But he's a, he throws the ball differently than he did as a rookie. He does. You just watch the tape. I think, you know, these are still young guys. We say, well, he went to Alabama. There's no room for growth. No, I mean, there's plenty of room for growth. There's plenty of room for growth physically. I think he will continue to improve. I think because he's smart and he loves the game of football, he's gonna to continue to improve and he's gonna to continue to get better. And you know, what he's done as a rookie is is way different than what any rookie has done over the last five years. Look at the look at the draft that Josh Allen came out of you tell me Josh Allen played well as a rookie? I mean he was all over the place with his accuracy. Second year he was all over the place with his accuracy. Baker Mayfield played decent as a rookie, second year not so good, third year was much better. So I mean, he's a young player. Young players get better. This, there's no ceiling here.
2: So, so what's going on with Matthew Judon? Here's a guy that was obviously very active in the first part of the season, and he's just been real quiet.
1: Well, I think they just need to be more aggressive. I think they need to be able to take the line of scrimmage. I think, I think they need to be able to dictate as opposed to being dictated. You know, the one thing that they've done a great job of this year is they've been, but they haven't broken. They've been really good in the red zone. They've been really good on stopping teams from scoring, and they're, they're, this has allowed them. But, they ha- but teams have moved the ball on them, and they haven't been able to get that. I think they need to play with a little bit more reckless abandon. I need to take the line of scrimmage, you know, create some negative plays. I mean, when they played Buffalo, they couldn't create a negative play. They didn't create a negative They played along the line of scrimmage, and I think they know that that's not the easiest way. You're always concerned about playing a great offense, about giving up the big play. Well, they get the biggest play in the last game they played was 28 yards. Right, they only gave up. That was the biggest play, twenty-eight yard play, but they gave up a big run. So I think they've got to be aggressive, but also be disciplined. Because if they lose their pass rush lanes, like they did on this big scramble when he took off and ran for twenty-five yards, you know those are the killers.
3: Mike, what do you think the odds are the Patriots lose a coaching assistant on either side of the ball this offseason, specifically to and especially to the Houston Texans, who are now rumored to be interested in both Gerard Mayo, surprisingly, uh, as well as Josh McDaniels?
1: I, I think it would be more Mayo here. I really do. I, I, I think that, you know, that, that the word that I'm getting, the word that's coming out, people, Ian Rappaport, Adam Schefter, a lot of people see Mayo as the favorite, and I think that happens to be true. I never thought it was going to be Brian Flores down there, not because I don't think Nick and Brian Flores get along. It's just that's not the fit. I think what they want to do in in Houston is, you know, they want to be able to bring a young coach in and develop them, and Nick's going to be able there to help them better. I mean, Nick was in the the press box this year on the headsets with David Culley. I mean, that's unheard of for a general manager. But that's kind of how Nick wants to build this program to to best utilize his skills and best utilize the head coach. And with a young coach like, like Gerard, I think that would probably be somebody he would look to.
2: So you know, Mike, I got to ask you about this because there's a lot of rumors and speculation going on on what's going on in Miami, and I know you clarified some of your comments earlier, but I I want to see if you could do it again for us because a lot of people weren't able to see it about what happened with Brian uh, Flores and Tua Tagovailoa.
1: Yeah, you know, I I, I misspoke. I said I said that he I said that he said, and I was saying I thinking he was thinking he was saying that, and I misspoke. I apologize for it. And, uh, you know, look, I like Brian a lot. I think Brian's a really good coach. And I do not I do think there's conflict down there between uh, what the coaching staff sees of Tua and what the organization sees in Tua in terms of the future. I definitely do. And I think if you could just read the owner's press release and you look at what he said about having a more collaborative organization, I think there was some conflict between the general manager, Chris Greer, and Brian – over the direction of the team and how the team was being handled.
2: So, Mike, okay, because um, you you come on our show every Friday and you talk about, like, we we have these discussions about, you know, organizations and, you know, and job opportunities. And I feel like with all these jobs, I think there's eight jobs open right now, and then you just mentioned, you know, uh, Nick Casario hovering over the new coach and, you know, getting in David Cully's ear and, you know, Brian Flores having to deal with, uh, you know, ownership and all these other issues. With that being said, What's the best job out there that has the least amount of uh without with, with that which that has the least amount of, I guess you know interference interference. Yeah. interference yeah which one is it yeah I
1: think I think it's probably the only job that's letting a football guy run it is Denver George uh, George Payton's running the team I mean so that's a really good thing. You know the Giants. I mean, the, the Giants say they're, they're, but John Mara runs the Giants. I mean, make no mistake about it. John Mara runs the team. Now he couches as if he's got, five, you know, he approves it. But you know, that's a hard job. You don't, you don't go twenty seven percent over the last five years of wins because the job's good, right? You know, I mean, there's a lot of misfunction within the organization. Same thing in Jacksonville. The last eleven years, Jacksonville's had double digit losses, other than one season in the last twelve. I mean, that's just not that's not going to go away because you hire Doug Peterson. That's not going to go away because you hire Billy O'Brien. That's an institutional problem. And a lot of these are because you have outside influences coming in that have opinions. You know, the president wants to have a say. Somebody in the analytical department thinks they're not being heard of. And then the owners listen to all this and it becomes a
0: real issue. So, Mike, uh, Josh McDaniels came out and said, I'm not interested right now. I'm worried about I'm going to focus on the playoffs. Uh, that, that's all I'm interested in now as far as interviewing with others. But what, is, what do you think the deal is with Josh? Is, it, is he trying to just sort of handpick that perfect spot because maybe Mac Jones has allowed him to be a little more patient? Or is there a spot out there for him this offseason, do you think?
1: I think it's, I think, I think the, the fact that they have a really good young piece, which, you know, with a really good future that I think Josh is probably going to look over the landscape of the NFL and say, you know, maybe this isn't the right time for me to do something unless unless I get something that I really think is perfect. You know, and that may never happen. And I'm sure he's very comfortable. I mean, he's too good of a coach. He's too smart. He's too talented. He's got too much leadership skills to not become a head NFL coach. But because of what happened in Denver, because of the blurb in the road in Indianapolis, because of all the other Patriot coaches that have not had success, those are all working against Josh. But if you interview Josh and you sit down and talk football with Josh, there's not going to be anybody with the exception of very few, including head coaches currently in the league that share his, that have his knowledge. So, to me, it doesn't make a lot of sense, but it makes sense because people are intimidated by knowledge in the NFL. When you hire somebody strong, somebody with leadership skills, somebody who wants to run the organization, that eliminates a lot of these people having to come in and being a part of
0: it. All right, last one for me. like the Patriots tomorrow? How does this thing end up, you think?
1: Oh, you know, it's, I, I just had a nugget for you, too, and I was going to give it to you. You know, uh, in the past four years, there have been 18 wildcard games. The underdog has covered 15 of those, Okay. Since 2003, home favorites of seven or fewer are 14, 28, and one against the spread.
0: Hmm. Seven or fewer. Yeah.
1: Seven or fewer. That,
0: right now, the spread's at five. All right. Mm. All right. Put the money on them. That's what, that's what Mike's saying. Put the money on the packs. All, right, all, right. all right. Listen, Mike. Hey, listen. We appreciate the time, man. Looking forward to talking to you I again. appreciate Enjoy. you. bye right. Enjoy the weekend. All right. That's Mike Lombardi. Um,